gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now here's the captain. I like it. I just wanted to tell you in case no one has told you lately, I love you. Not only do they all want to have sex with me, but you know, now they want to eat me afterwards. I wanted to tell you, I think your comments are inappropriate, um, unnecessary, very emotionally immature, though. Oh, I say, good sir. Oh, harumph. Oh, oh, bopa, dopa, bopa, bopa. DJ, do me a favor. Just play good music, man. That's all we ask for. All this crap that you go on about and everything else is ridiculous. Get on with your life. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's gonna die. show before a weekend of hell. Emily, we're both traveling when the weather's going to get really, really bad. Yeah, I'm this fl- might be terrible. I'm flying out on Saturday and I'm flying in on Tuesday when Ooh. it's really just cold, freezing. And I'm going to Las Vegas, so I guess I got to pack a jacket, but have you seen, there have been windows straight up flying off of planes. I, I, I mean, have it only seen happened that. once. Yeah, yeah, one but, time, but you see it enough on social media that you think it's going to happen. I'm kind of scared to fly now. Just because of that? Well, I don't. I got a bad feeling about the cold weather coming in, and not just. I mean, if a if a giant section of the plane flies off and we have to do an emergency landing, it's going to be cold in that plane until we land. Yeah. Uh, but I've flown in like cold weather storms before, and there's something very weird that happens where you'll go through a pocket of different and you drop instantly. Mm. And we've had to do like, it's only happened once. I've had to do it. I was going from Dallas to Amarillo, the end of a trip. Those are my favorite though, where you feel slightly weightless for a second. Oh no, it's not great at all. I love it. Um, And then we like had to do a holding pattern over Tulsa because it wasn't safe enough to go to Amarillo yet. And they weren't sure if we'd have to fly somewhere else, like in Arkansas to feel. It was a nightmare. So there's that. But you're going to be on the icy cold roads of San Antonio. roads of yeah, and San Antonio Hill Country, which I'm actually not as concerned about. Um, not to brag, but I did just get a Subaru. Yeah. And it does have the, what is it, for all-wheel drive. And I gave you an ice scraper, which and we'll talk about later. And you gave me an later. ice scraper. So, so all-wheel drive is good. Yeah, so and I'll be okay, Maybe I think. less deer to plow into and stuff. Because it'll be frozen. It'll be yeah, a little no, bambi. Too cold. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they see the lights and like moths, they run towards it. Yeah, because they, they think they it's They want to warm up. Nah. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I don't know. I'm not too concerned it's what the thing that I'm concerned about is I'm going to a wedding okay. and I'm wearing bridesmaids dresses. Is it an outdoor wedding? Because um, no. you're at like the hill country, beautiful kind of spot. Well, we have places where we have to walk to. So we are going to a church, which means I have to get out of my car and walk inside the church. And then we're going to take pictures outside of the church. Okay. And specifically, they let us know, by the way, feel free to wear your coats but there will be a point in time where we're going to have you take off your coats to take pictures outside. So you're going to jack so it off. So just be prepared. And, uh, Is that what you're going to do at the wedding, though? Yeah. Jack it off. Ja- <laughs> Spencer, it took her a minute. No, I know. I no, I just didn't want to acknowledge the whole time. it. I, re- I yeah, really I wanted didn't to see want... the moment that the eyes roll this okay. time. Because normally you're the one talking to her when it happens. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry I'm such a piece of... Jacket? Yeah, I very much am. Well, good luck to you and me. I'm going to be cold. I'm going to try to win it big in Vegas for us. Thank Uh, you. Unfortunately, all the money we raised at our last uh, end of the year show. Sure. 
promotions confiscated that. Good. I have oh. nothing to gamble with. Are you kidding? I, I was going to gamble. Those were going to charity. Yeah, so, going to charity or yeah. no one. Or it's let's be real. It's going to the casino. Speaking of, uh, you know, you know how you play craps, Emily. You ever played? You ever shot dice? Huh? Since you see the hand motion, mm-hmm. shooting dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Austin's number one beef, baby. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Pucker up, fire crotch. Welcome to National Kiss a Ginger Day. Spencer, Emily, come over here and give me a kiss. Come on. Why? Because you're gingers. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait it's not National Kiss a CJ Day. It's Kiss a Ginger Day. Uh-huh. I'd like to come kiss you two. Well, That's Emily, right. you're fake, right? Yeah. I'm What's your natural ginger. hair color? You, I'm a you dirty blonde. Anymore? I'm a dirty blonde. No, Spencer's a red, but he's got a bit of gray uh, in there. I'm a dirty blonde, good, too. Though, he's but the a red, dirty blonde. The red yeah. arms out in the beard. It's okay. just it turned to white now, so I can't even prove him had that well, ginger in me. this really sucks for both of you. You just got unkissed. I'm not kissing either of you, but well, it is National Kiss and Ginger Day. Oh. Which uh, I know because over the course of my life and love, I have dated many a redheads. And it's always been a fun day to cheat, because <laughs> with other redheads, oh. I just make that excuse and, oh. like, oh, sorry, honey, it's, it's I gotta kiss go a do, redhead day. I gotta, I gotta go do some kissing wherever they want me to. I need to celebrate. Uh, why do we do National Kiss a Ginger Day? Well, it's to create a more positive spin on thinking about on redheads. kick a ginger day. Oh, no, never not mind. Yeah, yeah, kick a ginger, kick a ginger day, day is a different is day. tomorrow. Okay, and then the day we after that up now is kick a ginger while they're down day. Just a yeah. really, oh, just a really just extra. Get but it in there. That's why this day was created so that we would try to forget about those, right? Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's or to soften the blow of yeah, the coming yeah, off yeah. celebrations. Warn <laughs> them for what's coming next. Well, you're supposed to kiss them with cold sores. You know what? We got off topic. Let's talk more about <laughs> redheads. Uh, it's a recessive and uh, pretty unique gene. It requires two copies for it to present itself. Uh, even then, there's no guarantee if two redhead parents uh, do it that they'll have a redheaded child. Most natural-born redheads have brown eyes followed by green or hazel. Occasionally, you'll get blue eyes. Occasionally, you'll even get like the tan skin kind of redheads. But you know what? Give me my white, pale, freckly, freckly, delicious, blue-eyed or green or brown, whatever it is. Uh, I absolutely love uh, those type of gingers. Oh. And it's oh, not yeah. just because I'm dating one. Oh, yeah. you're right. You are. That's adorable. Uh, gingers have always held a special place in my heart. And that's why we started this day. Actually, in 2009, they thought it was a fun different way to celebrate the uniqueness of redheads uh, by kissing them by kissing them so after the south park episode is when this was probably in- <laughs> yeah yeah south park episode yeah, there's an episode where cartman goes after gingers and says they have gingivitis and then they well, uh, they steal people's souls and they basically make it a whole oh. racist thing now some gingers have been picked on it might be and an actual thing they but- play a prank on him by dyeing his hair and putting uh henna <laughs> freckles on him and he becomes a ginger but and then like- turns all the gingers to attack people it's just but like it, a lot of offensive comedy a lot of people took it to heart so they were like oh yeah screw gingers which is kind of sad which is Aww, people, that's really sad a lot of people They're do say best. jokingly too because that's kind of funny even self-loathing but gingers, it's so but dumb <laughs> in a way it is I, I mean every nine weeks i pay hundreds of dollars to pretend I'm to a ginger. be a ginger now yeah. so i respect you guys so much we talked about the good types but there are the creepy ones i mean oh. the the pretty much albino Conan? the albino oh. gingers <laughs> that's so you, that you know I mean, have 
just little bits of red hair, but the rest of it, it's or the hairless ones, like Noho Frank, where He's there's a ginger? no hair at all, but you can tell you mean, it Noho would Hank? be a ginger. Noho there's Hank, yeah. yeah. Noho Barry? Frank's his brother. Hi, Barry. Buddy. Buddy. Go a ginger Bobby. today. Make sure you ask permission, though, and happy National Kiss a Ginger Day. Emily, your boyfriend has to sit with your parents at a wedding, and uh, you you need our help how to guide not just you through this stressful situation, but maybe your parents, and definitely help your boyfriend while he's stuck with them and their questions. It's it, the worst. It's not a good thing to do. No. And at least, Emily, so you're in the situation. I've been in it before. In the past, I've made a mistake of bringing a date. Not a girlfriend, a date. Oh. So that means they're kind of hanging around my friends and family and people they don't know by themselves. And the whole time I'm like, man, is someone going to try to hook up with her? Oh, because you're all busy doing things in the wedding. You're all busy. You got to do the wedding stuff. For guys, it's not as bad. We kind of hang out and drink and then just have to get our pins and tuxedos on. But there's... There's a lot of photos afterwards because I'm in radio. Have you ever got this? You're at a wedding and someone's like, hey, can you uh, make some announcements? Or can you, do you know how to hook oh up? My have you ever had to hook up the PA at someone's stuff? I haven't no. had that yet, actually. And now you've unlocked a new fear in get, me. Get ready for it because it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like you always got to do stuff. And then I'm just like leaving this person by themselves and... You know, when you're in the wedding, maybe my thought was like, oh, I'll look cool to them because I'm one of the stars of the wedding. But in reality, you're just setting them on your own. You're about to do this for the first time with your boyfriend. Y'all are kind of getting close to a year. Yep. Well, no, we're already past a year. Really? Yeah. Like official, like since <laughs> my sound effect just for that. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of You're welcome. <laughs> When she planned everything for the wedding, me and him hadn't been dating long enough, and they've met him maybe twice. And so it I didn't wasn't know, sure if you were going to have a plus one or not. It, like, I didn't know if he was going to be allowed to go to the rehearsal dinner, you know, to go to like all of the other things that are not the wedding. And he's not. Spoiler yeah. alert. They didn't say I could bring a plus one to rehearsal dinner, which means that my boyfriend has to have dinner with my parents. All right. Alone. Somewhere. Now, are, you like, are, you, are you like CJ? Are you worried that your mom's going to steal him from you? Or, or some of the other single ladies in the crowd? Because he's very nice. He's handsome. He's polite. Oh, he's good he's, to talk to. Yes. I'm, I'm not worried at all. The thing that I'm worried about is um, I, I just... <laughs> Him and my dad are complete opposites, and I think sure. I, I did that for a reason. I don't okay, want to date yeah. anyone like my Fair dad. Ooh, we got to talk to set your boyfriend my aside. My mom gets too yeah. talky. You're like, grow mustache. And I'm like, mom, shut up. My mom's a teacher, so I think she sometimes approaches my boyfriends like they're students. <laughs> and so she kind of not bosses them around, but it's more. She's like too nice. She's a little too nice, and it feels weird. And I'm I I hope he feels comfortable. I know he will. I know he can he can make it through. But yeah, it's me just not it's being a strange there, thing. At least hard. like this is kind of y'all got a hotel room, so y'all are gonna spend time together outside of the wedding. Yeah. Besides just being stuck doing 
you know, wedding, wedding stuff, and then that's it. So yeah. you've, you've got some time together, yeah. so it's not as bad. So you're not too worried, but Em, I know that you, we know that you're an over planner. Have you thought about <laughs> making like flashcards for him to sort of like out of yeah. yeah, and then give him note cards so that he'll have ideas for there topics. We go. Topics, and then I could remind him, like for example, my mom's birthday was on Wednesday, so I could be like, hey, don't forget Ooh, to ask her yeah. about what she did for her birthday. That's Maybe right. bring her a gift. Oof. Oh, and my dad, he loves baseball, specifically the Astros, but only Astros before they cheated. Since they've cheated, okay. my dad absolutely cannot stand See? the Astros. This is all good material. Okay, yeah. so I'm writing some flashcards. Emily, okay. you're going to play the role of your parents, <laughs> and sure. I am sure. going to play the role of the flashcard giving Emily. Spencer's going to be your boyfriend, so I want you, okay. uh, I want you to just... Nice to meet you. Pretend, Thank you for being Pretend you're sitting at the table having a conversation, and um, I will help Spencer with his responses. Hi, it's me, Emily's boyfriend. Hi, Emily's boyfriend. It's uh, Emily's mom. How how are you today? Damn, girl, you're looking fine. Oh, no, no, no. that's not oh, the sorry. question. No, sorry, I didn't no. have the cards yet. You're reading the card. Okay, what let's start again. Okay. Uh, hi, uh, Emily's mom. It's me, Emily's boyfriend. Hi, Emily's boyfriend. It's me, Emily's mom. How uh, are you today? Wait, could you excuse me real quick? Sorry, I have to go poop. Oh, that's what it says. It says, sorry, I have to go poop on here, CJ. And then I guess he gets so up wait, and are leaves we, the table? Are we just trying to like, are these just suggestions to get him out of the conversations? Or? Okay, okay, we can try it again. Let's try it again. Okay, right. try it again. Okay. I got another card. Here we go. Hi, it's me, Emily's boyfriend. It's good to see you again, Emily's mother. Hi, it's actually Emily's dad now. Oh, Thank you very crap. much. So um, I was waving to your mom because so she's looking flash, good. You're doing bad at improv. The flashcard, you, you don't have to introduce. You've already introduced. Just, well, just ask, dad. Him an, ask him an awkward question. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, how often do you sleep with my daughter every week or a month or a year? Did you hear about that Israel thing? What's up with that? <laughs> That's a good way to distract them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Also, okay. it, it takes your mind out of the gutter. You don't think about sex when you have conversations okay, I'm gonna like try, that. I'm going to try the earlier one again. Okay. Uh, how often? Okay, do it again. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> how often do you have uh, sexual intercourse Wait, oh, with my sorry, daughter? I got to poop. Well, hold no. on. I got to poop. Oh. Oh, God. I got oh, another right one now? for this. My pin's dying. Oh, okay, but, okay, uh, okay. So, so how often do you have sex with my daughter? Spencer, you can read it. I can't it. read the last word, and that's <laughs> the important one. Is she usually this... Yeasty. Oh, Ew. God, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not right, so giving I him flashcards. Flash I'm convinced <laughs> out of the flashcards. Many happy returns. Not so fast. Welcome back to the Perry Pickup. Hey, Matt Beard. Father us. Uh, I know a lot of people out there that shop online now, right? It's... Uh, Taking over the world, bro. It's uh, highly convenient, especially when you're a busy parent, and it can sometimes be very difficult to find the time to get out there, especially for things that aren't necessarily, I guess, super important. Like things like socks for my son, right? Oh, that's easy. Just ordering those online. I don't want to. He doesn't want to go with me to Target it's, anyway. It, yeah, it's, it's dangerous easier. to go to Target, too. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, I did HEB online shopping for the first time, and I was like, oh, this changed everything. Oh, not me. I'm addicted to going to the grocery I see, store. I, I would like too, to go. But that's yeah. the problem is I get yeah. salted, sweet, and tangy, spicy H-E-B peanuts and string cheese. But if I just do what I need, it takes 10 minutes. Well, it's great. Let me get into what this is. So one of the things that's made it really convenient to shop online is that they were trying to buy as much um, 
uh, real estate, mental real estate as possible. Market share, they call it in that business. And so, you know, all the re- on-time re- re- online retailers would give you whatever you wanted, 25% off. And one of the things they gave you was free returns. Hey, just buy it, try it on. If you don't like it, send it back to us. We'll handle it. Well, it goes into the ocean. With 2023 going away, so are free returns. Wayfair, oh, Macy's, no. tons of other major retailers are saying, uh-uh. You can't return it for free anymore. And they realize that a lot of shame. I know. And a lot of people, I guess, have been taking pretty harsh advantage of it and they're taking a big loss. And they said, look, we've got to tighten our belts. Um, We can't take these losses anymore. They are starting to charge return fees or at least make you pay for your end of the shipping, return. Which makes it just inconvenient enough to where you're not going to want to return it. Right. Which, A, I think they look at it as this will solidify some sales. Once it's bought, some people will really question whether they want to return it or not. I get really guilty about returns anyways because I've I... Dimensions don't line up the same way I do when I'm looking at something online as to when I'm ordering it. And a lot of times it's in centimeters. No one knows what that is. So I'll get stuff. It doesn't work. But then I know I know that this is going. They're not going to rebuild it and resell it. It's going in the landfill. Well, one a lot of the of times. One of the places where this could be kind of handy is it could actually, it could be closer than for some people to start returning to brick and mortars, which could be good to see that field level out. But I do know that this is going to affect, I think, a lot of parents who have gotten used to... Um, Clothing. Um, Basically, just kind of outsourcing that chunk of their life to uh, the internet. It's kind of like hiring a babysitter, sort of, I feel like. Once how they, so? Yeah, take, <laughs> take us on this journey, Emily. Okay, okay. How I see it, <laughs> CJ. CJ wants to hire a babysitter. So CJ doesn't even have kids, and he wants to hire a babysitter, <laughs> a young I college age girl to come over to the house. Uh, an au pair. Yes. I told Lisa we need to get an au pair for the dogs. <laughs> oh my god, an au pair. Well, I'm just saying, like, as a parent, especially during COVID, you know. Online shopping was great because you can stay home and somebody else would do your shopping for you and just send it right to your doorstep. But now that cool young teen nanny that you really liked, that you have a trusting relationship with, well, she's going to college now. She's charging college girl prices for her to come over and for her to take care of your kids. So now you have to take your kids out of the house and uh, force them to go do things and, and buy stuff. Well, and that's that's a shame. Also, a lot of these companies were purposely taking an L on costs to get you used to using them and to compete Correct. with Amazon. Yes, exactly. But now here's the the second part of their agenda. I think too, a lot of these companies, Macy's, Abercrombie, Madewell, J Crew, they're saying, hey. If you what? want to if you want to avoid a return fee, I'm just reading from this actual list here. If you want to avoid a return fee, just return it to the store. Well, what happens is now I've made a special trip. I'm in your store and I'm going to buy I'm buying something else, yeah. right? If you're trying to get healthy and lose weight this month like a lot of us do in January, it's resolution time. Uh bad news if you're a fan of foods. You look fat as- I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. 
CJ is fat. It's CJ's fat, and I would love to fatten up on all these things. Let's start with BJ's Brewhouse, a couple locations in Austin. Not a not a bad little dining experience for a chain. Uh, they're introducing a new pizuki <gasps> that looks incredible. Oh my gosh! What's a pizuki? It's a pizza cookie. It's a I pizza cookie. Uh, Whenever I was in college, the uh, BJ's pizukis would go. I almost said go on sale. It's, That's one, what of the, it it's one of their like. big things. Well, yeah, but they would have. I think it was like pizuki Wednesdays where it was super cheap to get pizukis, and so my friends and I would just go order a bunch of pizukis and eat that for dinner. Man, college is awesome. And you can eat like <sighs> a college kid, but you probably Probably won't shed this off. They're introducing a new cinnamon roll pizuki. Mm. That's what it is. It's a big ass cinnamon roll with cream and everything. Ooh, cream. Uh, heated, made out into this giant circular Ooh. pan. You're and saying then the cream's warm. Wow. Topped with ice cream on top of that. Of Even better. It is. Mm. So every pizuki's got to be a la mode, right? And that's what they are introducing uh, coming soon to a BJ's brew house near you. So it's got cream, it's got ice cream, it's got cinnamon roll, it's got caramel. It's got everything you could ever want. And oh, uh, guess what? It's only $5 on Pazuki Tuesdays. Emily. Tuesdays, so it's, it's not Tuesdays. Ah! Yeah, so it's $5 oh, my gosh. on Pazuki Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Uh, for go. a limited time. Uh, McDonald's is bringing back the Double Big Mac. Man, speaking of college. Dude, Double Big <laughs> Macs. Wait, wait. Double Big Macs is already doubled. <laughs> Tripled even. Now it's quadrupled. So it's... Four patties. Emily doesn't Ew. like that much. Menu. Bread in the middle Ew. and all that. It's a lot, dude. I, I don't hate the, the Big Macs. I'm just not. It's, it's not just, my go-to if just... I go to McDonald's. But God damn, look how, look how big this is. Question. Who needs it? Do you think it would be cheaper to get one of these than to get two Big Macs? Because then you could split this in half and share with two people. Why would you just Why would you just do that when you can get two quarter pounders? That's way better. Yeah. What's, I, is it? It's a way better brand. Emily, do the like, math. Come on. Like, I'm and sorry. your own research. I don't eat these things. <laughs> uh, down Me the street anymore. at Jack in the Box, uh, they're giving Sonic a run for its money. Speaking of Sonic, we did try the uh, peanut butter bacon burgers this week. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Emily did not like the shake. Uh, the uh, shake was disgusting. We, Look, guys, we think the burgers were We're great. giving away content for free. We're supposed to say, go back to the podcast and listen if you missed out. Yeah, go back. Oh, yeah, go back and, and check and out the video, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At uh, CJ Morgan Show. Anyhow, Jack in the Box going to give Sonic a new run from their money. They're adding a new slushy lineup and a new Ooh. Twisted Soda lineup. Wait, wait. Um, what is Twisted Soda? It's a mix, dude. We'll <gasps> get to it. But first, uh, lemonade and strawberry bursting bobas. They're adding bobas <gasps> Yummy. to their list. Now, here's my problem with boba. What, what do you do with it after your drink's empty? Because you, you, you don't eat all the bobas as you're drinking. Now you just have boba. Does you're it go in the trash? Do you recycle them? Do you dump it outside? No, do you put it down the garbage disposal? You're supposed to time it properly to where your drink and your boba is finished at the same time. Never happens. Well, I'm not a boba drinker. I'm like, hey, you know what would taste good with my delicious drink? Some chunk. I want chunks of things. It's chunks more like of sugar bubbles. delivery. It's no, it's like not. It's chunks. It's like, Ugh. Mm. Little, no, it's little, like little pimples in your mouth. Little dough balls. Not a boba <laughs> fan, but uh, they're introducing that as well as uh, well, watermelon and lemonade, lemonade, I mean, slushies. As they cater to stoners, they're just going to keep more and more. Just a wide range of things to get there. Egg rolls now, boba. Cheesecake. I'm surprised that Jack in the Box hasn't dived into pizza yet. They've got almost everything else. Well, pizza roll? I mean, yeah, yeah. they you're rolls. right. Uh, Curly fries. It's just gonna, the ever-expanding umbrella of jack-in-the-box menu items. Loaded I can't wait. curly fries with um, tomato Ice sauce cream. and mozzarella. Oh. What? 
No. I almost swore. That's you know, disgusting. He got mad at me. No, it's not. No, my idea was great. Well, Why would you throw ice cream on it? Plop an ice cream on top of Curly Fry? Come on, man. Yeah. Curly Fry. It's rad, and I'm going to do it. Oh. There you go, Jack in the Box. You can buy my idea. All right, uh, quick question, comedian Joey Z. Have you been on radio before? Um, done this? A couple of times. I've okay. been on this before. Just don't cuss. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start the interview in three, two. On joining us now, the CJ Morgan Show funny man, Joey Z. Yo. Tell us, uh, what does the Z stand for? Uh, Z stands for Z's Z- Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Coming in, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you guys. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's radio for you. Uh, welcome, dude. You're uh, headlining the Velve tonight. You have two shows. One, you as the headlining comedian, and then the other is the Glow Show. Glow Show, and, baby. Uh, that's it, Tim. And I kind of wanted to ask what the Glow Show is all about. The Glow Show, what it's all about. Well, it's changed kind of throughout over time. It used to kind of just be a comedy show where I would ask comedians like questions about psychedelics and party stories after their set. Because you I, have that vibe. You kind of yeah. have there's the glow-in-the-dark <laughs> mushrooms, black lights. Like, it looks cool. You made it look like a little forest. Yeah, I want that vibe, too. It's like, definitely, I try to make an environment or like something like people are seeing a show. They're like, it's different than the curtains or it's like a whole immersive sort of experience yeah. but yeah so it started as a comedy show where I just did interview questions then I like kind of got tired of just doing that all the time so I started adding music drag sideshow performances so it's like a variety show yeah now it's turned into like a full-fledged variety show uh, and it's, all in the psychedelic vein um not sometimes that that people still say that sometimes maybe because of the look of the show and sometimes some of the odd performances that are on it but it's Sometimes. really expanded. Yeah, now it's just like, yeah, full on just... Not, my own comedy now is kind of verging on some more experimental stuff, and some people call that, like, psychedelic kind yeah. of. So it still has it still has some of the same tone, kind of, the show, but it's not, I guess, so heavily in your face. Yeah. Well, like, it, this is the psychedelic show or whatever. Now it's just like, hey, this is just a crazy variety show. I, lo- I love that. And when I saw the early one of the earliest when you started doing this i think it was a south by southwest show no moon tower something like that yeah about moon tower yeah. one of the yeah that one um to me because i loved doing mushrooms back in the day so <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy man it's good stuff but i had a i had a buddy that basically would he grew shrooms which don't do kids they're bad for you um but he would asked me he'd be like hey man are the do you have any tickets to the psychedelic furs at the radio like bands that we always had extra tickets that weren't hard to get and it would be friday night and be like yeah let me check the front desk and i would have extras but yeah dude i got some extras if you want to come get them and he would grab them and be like oh here you go and he would just give me plopper so for a long time (laughs) i was doing a lot of shrooms, <laughs> which I've realized you got to you got to space it out. Yeah, I mean that's a good barter system though, right there. You know, it was great and it's it was communal. That's what it's, the hippies would have wanted. Yeah, it's so yeah. pure. Yeah. I love that. Now he's got wife, kids, and a real job, so it kind of sucks because I'm like, dude, you were you had the best stuff. <laughs> what happened, man? You okay. sold out. Yeah. Dude. Of course, he's a scientist and an engineer. So oh, no, that's pretty rad. Of course, yeah. he was growing the best. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, I remember. Um, you know, doing it a lot, and I would write down jokes and stories and think of them, and some of them worked out okay. But what I found about the Glow Show that I enjoyed is a lot of comedians and a lot of people try to tell their trip stories, and it doesn't work. They're the only person that wants to hear about your fantasy football team <laughs> or your trip story exactly is you. Yeah. But during the Glow Show, like it, it there was something about it was funny. 
Uh, to, I think to they're kinda... short enough because that's how it, I feel about yeah. it too. Because I was like, yeah, this is fun. Then after doing it a while, I was like. Man, do people want to just keep hearing trip st- stories all the yeah. time? So I like when I book, like, I do have comics on it. I do do that with them, but it's only, like, one or two of them. And then it's spliced in between with, like, maybe some drag or sideshow. So it's, like... It's not it's too so heavy. It's cool. yeah, 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 kind of it, breaks, breaks it up, breaks up the monotonous of... Well, I love that you're, the glow show's grown and adapted. Yeah, so, like thanks, I said, man. even in early incarnations, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is really good. This format works. It's fun. It's funny. Um... What Joey, I, in your years of doing this, in a similar vein to CJ, has anyone ever brought you some sort of psychedelic or thing? Free, <laughs> yeah. free things for the people show, have, I guess. People have given me yeah. gifts before, after the show. Yeah, I figured as much as you know. Been, yeah, it's it was, been, it was it's a good time. Nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, but also I'm like, I don't know if I'll do this. Like, yeah, this the could, entire time, depending on what it, the object looks like that they give me, I'm like, sure. this could be anything. It could def- <laughs> potentially very unsafe. Actually, I had, uh, so. We're going to kids. I want to come back and talk more about some of your shows and inspirations in comedy, and then I'm going to tell some of my embarrassing drug stories because why not? <laughs> Just what we need. Uh, but one that that strikes me in mind is because if you have comedians or bands that talk about coke a lot or yeah. about shrimp, whatever, you always have people after the show that try to bring you a little gift. So one day I'm here and Ari Shafir's on the radio and it gets mentioned. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring him some shrooms, which I did. I give them to Ari Shafir. Um, and then late that night, we're at a Moon Tower comedy show. Different year than I saw you, probably. But the girl I'm dating keeps, like, elbowing me. She's like, there's Ari Shafir. Go talk to him. Go ask him if he likes the shrooms. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And she said, no, go ask him. And it's while he's watching a show. Like, he's okay. watching a bunch of So she kind of grabs him, and he's like, what? And then she pulls him over, and she's like, ask him. I'm like, do, do, you, do you like the shrooms? And he's like, not here, dude. Like, he was clearly on them. And then she pressured me to, you know how it is when you're in your bubble of comfort? Dude, it's like, like when you so show up and you to... see your therapist in public. Like, what do you do? You're like, so don't weird. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You like, can nod from a distance. He's at a comedy show, so you're not supposed to talk anyways. And number two, right. when you're on your comfort psychedelic bubble, you don't want some a-hole they? radio guy and his girlfriend being like, remember us? We gave you drugs. <laughs> that happened to me once when I was at Cats, the musical. I was on some mushrooms, <laughs> oh, and God, uh, my friend horrible. who wasn't on any it was a Sherpa who brought me there. Like before it kind of started, he said to me, but loud enough so everyone kind of sitting around us could hear. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, how the how are the mushrooms? Have they kicked in yet?" And then I was like, "Man, you know everybody know. knows I'm the crazy guy they're sitting next I, to." I will tell you uh, the three places where you think it would be cool to be on mushrooms that I've been on mushrooms that all three were horrible. Number one, a fish concert. <laughs> you think it'd be perfect? It was <laughs> not. It was a nightmare but you had to uh, right <laughs> number two uh, like it was a musical i think it was like one of the cirque du soleil kind of trippy musicals perfect it sucked no it was oh, scary no. and then really? the third one was a david copperfield show but to be fair i was on shrooms and acid anyhow less Combo. drug talk more comedy talk when we come back with joey z after a couple songs uh doing the velve tonight stand up at eight and then another show, separate show, second show, Glow Show at 10 tickets at the Velveeta Rooms website. Comedian Joey Z's hanging with us, uh, but first, let's go to the phones and hear your cool story while tripping at a Pink Floyd laser light show. I actually did that. I, yeah, me it was, too. It was also probably not a place to do that. <laughs> Call her. Hey, what's up, y'all? Is, but, and I'm not sharing a trip story or anything like that, but this freaking new year's at 42 years old and ever wanted to do acid somebody says hey do you want a shot of peep eddie lemon freaking dosed it with acid sounds like you're about to share a trip story 
No. But you know, it's a it's a surprise one. So he illegally dosed you, and then how did it go? Man, uh, right probably two days before that, we were talking about the difference between acid and shrooms. It's either swirly or grid like. <laughs> it's it, no, and my buddy put it as shrooms are acoustic. Acid is electric, and I couldn't agree more. Okay, but but you had a good time until it was like 5 a.m., and you're like, why won't this stop? You are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. All right, thanks for listening, man. Later, y'all. Later. Uh, I noted just real quick on that. I've, to me, I feel like shrooms are curvy and acid square-like, but what I've noticed if you're on a mushroom trip and you get in a bad headspace, you really takes a while to get out of it. And I don't know if this is your experience, but LSD... You go into a different room or change the song, and you're fine. Yeah. So it's like uh, hills and valleys. It's like a zoom in and like a zoom out. Yeah. Uh, which do you prefer out of the two? Um, at the moment, I've just been microdosing. Hell yeah. Mushrooms, that's, yeah. Th- that's, the, that's the hot thing to do. Yeah, so I've been, I, I feel like almost... I think they quit working in the tw- on me. In, the 20s, I, in my 20s, I was doing like eating acid just a bunch, and I feel like... I'm good on like big trips. It wears you down. <laughs> yeah, See, I'm like I'm fine with just little things now and then. I feel like if I do any more super big ones, I'm gonna like ruin my brain. My problem with shrooms is that, per, well, first, Joe, comedian Joey Z, uh, did I just Shane Moss you? Did I just pigeonhole you into just being the drug comic? Because you're not just that. You're you're experimental. I mean, you just did a show where you were Frank Zappa for you know. Am I am I ruining your rep or is no, this? I mean, it's, is this helping fill some seats with some druggies that'll want to come talk to you? That's fine. Yeah, I feel like if they yeah if that that's they would have a good time if they oh, came. I feel like I feel like that's part of the cred, uh, the credentials of doing experimental art of any sort. You got to have a little bit of experimentation on the the recreation side, I think. So. Okay, fair, fair enough. So that's, that's fine. A, yeah, they can come. They'll have a good but, time. So, uh, <laughs> and just to clarify, uh, Joey Z is doing a headlining set tonight at the Velvet Eight. Then the psychedelic fun variety show uh, glow show, where you never know what's going to happen at ten o'clock. And then you're also doing the Velvet Saturday. Yeah, and the Saturday two shows, eight and ten. Where do we find you on social? Social media, so we can uh, ask you to Sherpa us when it's four in the morning, and we're like, dude, I don't know who to talk to you. What's wrong? Mainly, uh, yeah, I just use my Instagram, J J J O E Y Z Z Z. So three nice. three J's, O E three Z's. Yes, simple enough to remember. Uh, anyhow, uh, so I was I was about to say like what uh, bothers my problem with shrooms, which I probably like the most out of the illicit drugs. Because it does help with some depression, some mental stuff. Yeah. I can do exercises where I smile in the mirror and I say, hey, I love you. And, and it, it does, it's corny as it sounds, <laughs> makes me less anxious and feel better for like a month or so afterwards. Now, it can have the opposite effect. Where and, it saps you sort of, yeah. of uh, all your like dopamine or yeah, something. Absolutely. Or ser- and serotonin, it whatever it was. Yeah. Like, again, not to bring up comedian Shane Moss again, but he, you know, used to come and talk about DMT a lot. And, and then one day on the radio, he was just like, yeah, I've learned it's all just another drug. It's another way to get high. Yeah. It's another way to escape. There's no miracle um, like panacea. Yeah, because I'm sober from alcohol now, but I'll find myself like, oh, all my friends are at the bar. I must have LSD. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta compensate Destroy. somehow. But anyhow, my problem with shrooms seems to be that I spend an hour wrestling oh, with it. Mine's the taste. Well, that. But I, yeah. once, once I feel it's it, never it's the worst. I spend an hour wrestling with it to feel okay and to feel comfortable. That sucks. And like, I'm like, why did I take this? What did I do? Then I start to feel good. Then I start to feel great. 
and then there's then I'm done and I'm like oh man I want this to last like now I'm finally feeling good and it's gone it's out of my it's it's just you a bummer to me. More, yeah. You're chasing the dragon. <laughs> you chasing the dragon. That's the other thing no, I like. That's, that's kind of the same with me. I get like a little like anxious or feel weird on the come up and then yeah. but then I just gotta you just gotta like let go of the reins and be like, I'm yeah. really fine. Just, I did I, I learned that in my youth and then you know, doing more psychonaut research, I guess, is that Whatever amount you're going to eat, eat it at the very first because there's no re-upping later on. And then I've found it takes like a week or depending on your metabolism, that stuff like your body gets used to psilocybin quick. So you're just wasting it if you're doing more the next day or the next day or the next Uh day. Do you feel that with uh, micro dosing? Because I know a lot of people have talked about doing it for mental health benefits, for anxiety. Do you feel like you're having to take more and more or does it just kind of help on the daily basis? I feel like it helps on a daily basis. Yeah, kind of at nighttime, a little before going to bed, just having a little, just taking off a little bit, throwing <laughs> okay. it in there, and like, yeah, then like 20, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I feel a little funky. Feel are you, you microdosing now? How do my hands look, dude, when I do <laughs> I'm this? on several radio yeah. shows at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sober at the moment. Uh, we sober. talked about doing a Pink Floyd laser light show, because there's one in town this weekend or next. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you have an experience <laughs> with that? Was, yeah. it, was it what you thought it would be? When I was, no, I mean, there were parts, it was, uh, yeah, I was at this, uh, this, planetarium in lincoln nebraska uh where i used to live <laughs> all right and uh yeah they as uh, advertising i'm like let's go let's go to it and at the beginning it was cool you were like on a spaceship floating through space there's sphinxes and pyramids floating by and then they just went i'm trying to remember every song because every visual then after that with the laser was so literal yeah it was like can you tell heaven from hell and it showed like a devil and it's then not an as angel. good as you thought would be uh, and then yeah. when they get into the wall stuff they start showing clips from the movie the wall and i was like this is uh, oh, that's what they did to you Why yeah they do that? it and was just so like an actual wall they're like ah oh, it's a song it was the laser wall. dark side and it, it was dark side was great but it was one of the things where i did i went with co-workers it was one of my first time doing shrooms they turn up the lights in the middle of it and have an intermission. And my coworker, Rachel, who's like a higher ranking than me at the time, is like, yeah, and he just broke up with me talking my ear off. It starts again and I start feeling better. And then I'm like realizing, like, would you rather take a lead role or a, a part time in the war lead role in a cage? I'm like, oh, my God, that's about the Vietnam War. This is about draft dodging. I'm like, how can people never talk about this and have heard this? And I'm, my brain's just going crazy. And I'm like, these lyrics are insane. And the like, dude, how come no one understands the it? The dude like, in I front do. of me says, yeah, no S. It's Pink Floyd, dude. <laughs> so, like, I didn't realize. I thought I was thinking, but I was time. muttering this crap. <laughs> it, it was embarrassing. It uh, too much. Uh, <laughs> Joey Z, comedian Joey Z is hanging with us. Uh, three J's, O-E, three Z's on social media. Uh, two shows tonight at the Velve, one of them the Glow Show. Two shows Saturday night. Uh, yeah, we yeah. got a caller. Caller, tell us your drug story. <laughs> caller, are you there? Uh, yes. What's up? Yes, I, I have a comment about the mushrooms. Yes, sir. Are you in the parking lot with some? <laughs> uh, no, I wish I was, but no. You were saying that uh, the, the worst part about the mushrooms was the taste? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. What can we do for it? Almost. Oh, man. The way to do mushrooms, blend them up in a shake mm-hmm. and drink it down. Okay. okay. A little protein shake, yeah, some mm. peanut that butter and some good. banana in there. Uh, caller, have you ever had, a like, a Frosty? Do you like Wendy's? Yes. 
So you like Wendy's nuts drop on your chin? <laughs> Come on, man. I prefer I prefer shakes from Dairy Queen, though. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, I had to make it very juvenile. Uh, Joey Z, man, thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, it's been uh, fun it, goofing it, around, it was, a, it was a fun talk, and of course, uh, you're also hilarious. You say oh, thanks, uh, you, you never know what to expect at your shows. Who's going to pop by? You were hanging with Danny Brown for a minute, right? Yeah, he did Whoa, one of my... Gl- yeah, the rapper. He, and then, he's also doing some comedy and stuff. Yeah, he's, he did a glow show of mine before about a, about a year ago. Um, yeah, he was yeah he was a lot of fun to that's hang awesome. out All with. Right. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, was... Joey Z, three J's, three Z's. That's at Joey Z on uh, Instagram, social media. Go find him. And, of course, uh, tonight at the Velve, tomorrow at the Velve. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's have you come back, dude. Let's yeah, hang I'd out. love let's to. Do I'd drugs. love to hang out. <laughs> let's do it. I'm going back and re-watching movies from our past. I'm calling it CJ Criticizes the Classics. I recently re-watched Beetlejuice, Gangs of New York, and Willow. Whoa. How do they hold up? Let's find out. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. Nerd indeed when it comes to a bit of film, and I rewatched some of these classics, as I'm calling it. What I mean by classic spinny, we kind of talked about it with Emily the other day. It's got to be like 20 years old. Yeah, it's got to be significant in some way. That's how we're defining the parameters of sure. this when we eventually take submissions from you, listener. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, what's that text line? Hit us up. 512-835-1015. But Very yeah, radio. That's just sort of how we decided, because uh, the example I cited was like, Frozen, that, that animated Disney film seems like it's going to be a classic, but still a little young. That? So that's why we're leaving things like that off the list so that we can all sort of agree. Ooh, I did start Jungle Book, so that might be a good oh, one, too. Oh, the OG cartoon? Oh, gee, like those Sweet. were made back in the like 60s, dude. Dude. Anyhow, let's get to uh, some more recent classics that I've recently watched, uh, starting with Beetlejuice, which to me was a great Halloween movie. I loved it as a kid. It was fun, but it was also kind of scary. I used to get scared easy, man. 1988, yeah. by the way. That's a 1988 Winona film. Winona Ryder. Um, I mean, just, Gina Davis, baby. Alec Baldwin. Catherine O'Hara. That other guy that was a pedophile, I dude, guess. Dude, it's got a... The principal Jesus. guy from... Uh, <laughs> It's got Jeffrey a, Jones. It's got a great cast. It's got a great lineup. And, you know, going back and seeing these things kind of messes with some of my childhood because I remember them being so fun and epic yeah. and good. And then I'm like, ah, this kind of sucks. Nah, dude. Uh, rewatching Beetlejuice, it was not the case. Um, good, good, good. While saying if something older holds up, I, I feel like it still does. It's, it, it's set in a in a part of the country that it feels kind of like its own period piece. The acting is strong. The humor is strong. The only thing that really surprised me is that Michael Keaton Beetlejuice, I guess I thought he was the center of the movie. Obviously, it's called Beetlejuice. Not not really. But he's not. He's the center of the cartoon. You don't get (laughs) a lot of uh, Beetlejuice and Michael Keaton in it as much as I thought you did. I thought it was going to be like 80% him. But no, it's about Winona Ryder. It it really isn't. And Catherine O'Hare is just great in it as the hoity-toity mom. I mean, it was so much fun to rewatch. And even some of the, you know, the banana, the Deo scene... That you think, okay, I probably liked it as a kid, but now it's not going to be whatever. But they did a fun job with that. And Otho is the 
creepy kind of friend that was doing the entire thing. Beetlejuice held up. Okay. I, I was surprisingly okay. excited I feel like at little, how good it made me feel watching I feel it. Like you might be a little biased because you like giant sandworms, and I think Beetlejuice caused your love of Dune. Now, let me say this. <laughs> Later the, uh, on. the sandworm stuff, obviously the CGI and the technology then isn't as good in it. Yeah, it looks dumb and corny. What about those shrunken heads like in the waiting room near the beginning? I remember those as a kid. It works. All of the special effects, the shrunken heads and, and things, I think that was more like puppeteering, but even the CGI, the when they go into the desert and there's the sandworm for some reason the vibe of the movie and going to that it doesn't completely throw it off with how manipulated it is like i even watched lord of the rings again recently and some of the special effects in that are pretty bad looking pretty dated people were going way over the top with that anyway i'm glad that beetlejuice held up you did mention a couple other films yeah gangs of new york so one of the things i want to do with cj critiques classics is talk about ones that have been in the sphere of oscars and academy awards of course uh surprisingly no one i thought earlier in the week when i said heat was a terrible movie other than the bank robbery scene uh, no one really fought back against that. I just, so. it, I think it's remembered uh, for some of the stuff that it did. Essentially, I think it was the first to do some of those things in cinema, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but go back and rewatch it, and you're not going to remember it as being as good. Uh, Gangs of New York was a movie that when I saw the uh, trailer for it back when I was I was probably high school, middle school, I was like, this looks dumb. They dress up and fight and like old-timey stuff. What? That's what you like now. Watched it and loved it yeah. all the way back then. Nowadays, I'm like, man, is it? Is it, again, the nostalgia, the music, Leonardo DiCaprio, Bill the Butcher, like just such a great cast. Rewatch it, and you know what? I think I like it even more. I think it is um, it is getting up there to where not only is Gangs of New York a good movie, it might be one of my favorite of all time. Whoa, really? Because having seen it and knowing what's going to happen, it still kept me on edge. It's good direction, good writing. It's a 2002 film, yeah. by the way, so it also still fits within our classics parameter ha- of how- 20 years. Howard Shore did the music for it. It's just, uh, it's just incredible, and I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. And you know, what? we'll 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 get back to more classics soon. In fact, I want to crap on some classics because what? there are a few things that are going to surprise people with how bad they actually are. Not just for me watching them, but you too. Five one two eight three five one one five. Um, yeah, let us know what I should rewatch and reevaluate in time. It's going to be a great weekend, Spencer, <gasps> for about an hour. Uh, welcome to Getting Headlines, talking about the local news. And it looks like Saturday is going to be beautiful until the cold front hits, and then it's going to turn into a miserable couple of days with the Arctic blast that is coming through late Saturday evening. Uh, It's going to bring the coldest temperatures of the season. We've already seen in the last couple of years what can happen in Austin when things get that bad and cold. So please be prepared. Pets, plants, cover your pipes. Emily made a nice little video you can see at CJ Morgan Show on how to keep everything alive and good. It's educational. It's going to be mid-60s by the end of the afternoon, um, then early Saturday, seasonable nice temperatures, and then it is going to drop (laughs) hard and fast. Um, It's going to be in the teens next week. There's going to be an icing risk. Crap. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday are going to be the absolute worst. So be ready for it. And a matter of fact, uh, the city of Austin says they are opening cold weather shelters from the 13th, so tomorrow through the 16th. 
So be ready for that. If you know, if we, your power <laughs> goes out, your heat goes out, they will have cold weather shelters that are located around Austin. Uh, there's one at Barton Springs Road. They connect to the various bus lines. Uh, there's there's quite a the best way to do this would go to KXAN.com and kind of. Uh, Look where you can go yeah. stay if, if it happens. Look it up just in case. Find your nearest one. You never know because uh, and your neighbors it's been, it's might been need way help. too many years that we've had a grid go out and some people have died. I don't know if Absolutely. you remember that. Hundreds, in fact, uh, recently. So be careful, man. And you should also be careful if you're a local artist because you might be getting screwed. Some local artists are getting screwed by Austin businesses. You know, that headline could work just in any context or any way. Uh, But specifically, an East Austin bar, Lucky's, unexpectedly closed last year. And two artists say their displays were never returned, uh, estimating the value at over $4,000. No, listen, I'm not going to criticize the artists for having these large resin pieces that essentially look like hotel background stuff. But it does suck to lose it. The way it works is essentially an artist or photographer. You see it at a lot of bars and coffee shops. They'll say, hey, uh... Um, Mind if I display my stuff yeah, here? Or the bars will reach out to get this, so they don't have to yeah. spend money on artwork and stuff. They'll reach out, they'll make a deal to where the artist can have their name, yeah, their and, uh, Instagram, website, price. If, right. You see it a lot around uh, more local places here a- in town. Absolutely. You see it at Cenote down on Cesar Chavez. Yeah, Cenote uh, was great about it. Nomad Bar has, has yeah. quite a few. It's I cool should, to look, and it, it's a fun feeling, uh, the I fact should do that it you're sort of supporting trippy. local artists. I should do it with my crappy art. Have that in the background. Just You're right. <laughs> no one would want to just, just, just take you it. Just do it here in the building. Uh, but it is unfortunate <laughs> when you have something like that. I dude, I have before. I know. Got but you need to put down. your name on it, and then you know the acrylics and the medium or whatever. A lot of how much they can <laughs> and for get how for much it. you're selling it. For. Uh, anyhow, unfortunately, Lucky's isn't the only place that's uh, unexpectedly closed, and the artwork has disappeared, which sucks because you think you're going to put your best stuff on display. Well, I'm your stuff that's worth worth the most, and then. It's gone. I'm glad this is getting some attention because I think it was this Monday or earlier this week I saw someone. It was probably the same person or maybe a collection of people posting into the Austin subreddit. And I'm, I'm glad that I guess they made it to the media at some point. It kicks in, so putting an article out there, and hopefully maybe they can get their artwork back. So that's nice. Yeah, and if you're a local bar or restaurant, uh, at... I forget my art Instagram. These nuts. At these nuts. (laughs) At CJ Morgan Show if you want some of my crappy art to hang up in the background of your your bar. Long lost words we're going to bring back in 2024. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up, celery man, please. Yes. It's a very special comedy clickbait here on the CJ Morgan Show, and I, the clickbait where that posted this is kind of interesting to me. It's uh, Wayne State at uh, today.wayne.edu. Wayne State University has their Wayne State Warriors, and they released the list of words we should bring back for 2024 oh, no. like this. A pettifogger. It's an inferior legal practitioner, especially one that deals in dubious practices. Like, can you give me an example? Do they argue why? Also, a bad lawyer. Also, why? why it's should comedy we bring clickbait. It back? No one knows. They just thought these fun words would be interesting to talk about. Okay. Oh, well. And uh, as a wordsmith myself, you, you know, maybe I want to stop being such a raw gabbit. 
What's a raw gabbit? It's a person who speaks confidently but ignorantly. So if you're really like me, (laughs) just talking talking about your crap. Yeah, we learned that on Spenny's Word of the Week. Uh, Emily, you ever been concerned about a thunder plump? Oh, um, do I have one of those? Well, it's when a heavy rainfall <laughs> suddenly happens during a thunderstorm. No, so, I am. you know, you got a normal <laughs> you thunderstorm. Anyways, what about raining? No, thunder plumps just when you have that uh, section of when it's storming or rainy that all of a sudden it just really comes down for a couple of minutes. Okay. That's the thunder plump. I don't that think we a- need to bring that back. Well, mm-hmm. you're maybe a bit too. Pocky for this. Oh, God. <laughs> what is Pocky? Having a mocking or cynical sense of humor. Oh. None of All these right. are very good on the list. And these I are pretty bad. I've I really this one because it has been used for quite a while. It's a dollop, which is oh, just a that. dollop of Daisy. I mean, do, we are those stupid commercials. Daisy. It's just a. It's just a plop. Yeah, it's a, a dollop. shapeless master blob. <laughs> a dollop of, of dong. Yeah, instead <laughs> of you saying plop plop, you could just say doll dollop, dollop dollop. Give you a dollop of dong. See that works, Spencer. We can if we can take these words and mix them with something crude. We need to restructure them for our own good. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. What uh, was the other one? Poop uh, petty wank or whatever. Petty wank is petty just when you. Wank. Oh, a petty wank is when you're like looking forever and trying to find something to mm-hmm. look at while you're, you know, in in. Consortium with yourself. Shall we oh, yes, say? In, in Congress. Consortium. <laughs> uh, another good word for a radio host such as myself: a blatherskite. Oh. A blatherskite or skit is a person who talks at great length without making much sense. So when you're just going on a word filibuster, as it will. So y- you right talk. now? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. I do that. I during a lot of segments when I'm trying to fill time to pull up something on the computer. Or get to a point, I'll just ramble needlessly with words mm-hmm. yeah. that absolutely have no no sound. I call, yeah, I call it word salad. You know, there's no let, meaning. You're just saying things. We're letting you do it right now. It's, it's blather skiding to make this <laughs> go a, a little bit longer before I get to the final Filibuster? word. Filibuster? Is, uh, is that it? You know, f*** to. Right? Oh, That's whoa, 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 whoa. Bring whoa, that back whoa. in this year. Okay. So just say uh, F you both. But Emily, a filibuster is actually still a word in use. It's used for government things. I don't know. Were you filibustering or what is it called? Why don't you fill this bust on you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is going on and on? Should we end this now? This is the worst segment ever. <laughs> Did you know? Wugga, 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 doo. However you do it on your CNSA from different countries, uh, crowing at first dawn is a privilege reserved for the highest ranking rooster. So the top cock does the walk. The rest of them can't. So that's why if you have an annoying neighbor on the east side that has a bunch of roosters, you only, luckily you only hear one per yard. But they're but still this, so it's, annoying. It's the highest. Uh, whoever's dude. at the top of the pecking order, Emily. They're annoying, though. It makes why you want to jump the fence my name? and run over there and you choke know, them. They're Just not annoying. I, I find it kind of peaceful. All right, then. Maybe it's because I've always grown up by a highway, so when I hear country sounds, it's mm-hmm. a little better. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had, uh, a, there was a, a next door a rooster that had a broken internal Literally, clock. Literally, your neighbors. That was the problem, yeah. is that it was like 3 a.m. is when it would start. It was, so it was every day what? at 3 a.m. would just start Welcome. going nuts. Oh, because it, it moved here from New York. Yes, it, did, so it, it was, didn't understand the time change. Yeah, I get that. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know it's true. And you know how you know it's true? Because this rooster here called it. Did you know? Did you know? 
Did na, you know? na, 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 na. Do you remember that? Clarissa yeah. Explains It All? Well, uh, did you know that the creator of Clarissa Explains It All had a strict rule about not allowing the color purple on set? He even required parts of the set to be repainted. And eventually, when somebody asked about the rule after the show was over, he revealed that uh, it was completely arbitrary. He only created that rule so he could seem more assertive as someone new in the business. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's people do. I was gonna say this has to be like the uh the green M M's thing or whatever. The green M M's thing. There was a red M M's. It was green M M's. Uh the Van Van Halen or Brown M M's maybe. Van Halen on their rider on their contract would say we need a bowl of M M's, but no brown M M's in the bowl. So people would pick them out and they were like, Oh, what a bunch of divas. But the real reason one, it was a joke. Two, the legend behind it. Wasn't it mad that they were like, oh, if they screwed this up, what else did they screw up on the, the rider? The point was, it got, you to, it, it, it got you to pay really close attention to the whole rider, and they thought it would, would help them. I don't know if it was true. Do you know what a rider oh. is? A rider? Yeah. It's something that goes along with your contract. So this is, whenever I was in college and, and then later on after college and we were into like booking bands and stuff, you think it's so fun to and book bands so and miserable. The writer, it's essentially a contract of what you have to prepare for when the artist comes in. Certain colors of curtains, certain aromas, yeah. cokes, beers, like how you have to stock the green room. Like it's it's the contract of all this stuff. And on top of that, then you have the whole layout of the back end of, of what the music it's a lot of booking bands. It's not just finding bands you like and finding the money to get them to play a venue. It's all this crap. And I, I learned very quickly three years of doing that that it sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know it doesn't suck? What? Did you know? And let's go with it. Did you know? Hey, in Switzerland, Santa has a helper named Schmutzli. You know what Schmutzli jo- Schmutzli's job is? No. Schmutzen. It's his job to beat children with a broom. Bad children, okay. <laughs> I just like, and uh, yeah, he's got a, a blacked out face and a black Santa robe, and he goes around and he beats the bad children. I like just like Santa Hay has like a a a tough that he hangs out with. <laughs> he's got a bodyguard. Did you know? Did we know, Spencer? It's illegal in New York to, or excuse me, New York. We know they got a laws, a lot of laws. What are words? I don't know how to use them today. Did you know it's illegal? Did you know it's legal in New York to own a monkey if you're paralyzed and the monkey's trained to perform tasks for you? That's Hey, I'm going to be honest. It was worth the wait to have a monkey fact, Spencer. So don't beat yourself up because monkey facts are always welcome on the show and you know they're true because we said, did you know? Humanity faces a perilous future. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Or is it wired? Matt Bearden's going to let us know. Yeah, you know, usually I kind of wait till the end to let you know whether it's going to be weird or wired. But I'll tell you straight up, this one is not wired. Uh, the folks who are paid to identify and manage global risks for the World Economic Forum say, hey, guess what? We are looking at essentially a 100% chance of um, global catastrophe within a decade. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Cool. Within define- a decade? How do they define this catastrophe? It's like such nine, a good question. It's like two 9-11s. No, no, no. This is, this is really good, and this is why Spencer's the smartest <laughs> of all of us. Um, they don't define global c- catastrophe, because ah! I looked into that a whole bunch, and what they said is they described and they defined what a global risk is, 
That's anything that uh, it's an event that negatively impacts a significant proportion of gl- of global gross domestic product population or natural resources, but they don't really define global catastrophe. Mm, I've looked up the term itself. It's a sudden and widespread disaster or any misfortune, mishap, or failure. When so we've had plenty of catastrophes. Always happen. And we well we've but seen in, in this concept, a sudden and widespread disaster, I guess a tsunami is something we think of COVID? suddenly. And, <laughs> and we've seen how that can affect COVID uh, spread, not the logistics of shipping and sure. the the entire line of that when something happens across the globe. God, you remember but those I, supply chain days? Yeah, but, but I feel, which is already in itself fragile, but I feel like what you're talking about, Matt, might be something on a bigger scale. I am, because when, where, when you said tsunami, remember, that would be a localized catastrophe. Yes. They're where saying the this is a global catastrophe. That's big enough could happen, could have weather changes well, that affect the globe and or an asteroid. And what you're thinking about are Hollywood movies and sure. smoke and fire, but they're pointing out the fact that with these sudden and kind of loose rise of things like AI, very easily we could have a huge chunk of disinformation going into the system um, and it would disrupt markets. Markets would be so disrupted that it affects trade. Trade so affected that we that disrupts uh, shipping and international trade. It would cause mass starvation events. So based buy on our the fact powdered that, water. Well, it's they're saying, hey, look, and this could really just be based on the fact that somebody not even meaning to destroy the world. It could be a 15-year-old who puts something out on the internet that just takes oh, off like wildfire. Would you like to play a game? Yeah, exa- yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that movie from the, the 80s. What was it called? War Games? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they're saying, e- now, here's the thing, is that at this group of people, they said 100% of them say within uh, a decade, we see some kind of global catastrophe happening. About 30% of that group says, yeah, we expect it to happen in the next two years. We well, think it's, and they said the problem is there are so many changes taking place concurrently in the world that humans, our ability to even perceive interactions with each other and how we look at the world, we're not ready for this. Now, they're not saying global catastrophe and we're going to be extinct. They're just saying it's going to be catastrophe. We'll see a mass event. Things are going to suck. Yeah, things are going to suck. To go back to uh, what I think could be feasible is with the shifting of the climate, be it man-made, which a lot of science point it's part of that, but also which regularly happens. We're seeing changes in the, the ocean currents and weather patterns, and then you have things where a lot more areas are becoming very drier and having chaotic storms. So you're getting a lot more wildfires in the last couple of years. The problem with those wildfires is when it gets bigger and bigger and more often on scales is that then gets into the atmosphere and starts to actually affect the weather as yeah, well. You're still going with old school Hollywood. Let me point that's, something out. That's happening. This let me point something like out. Goldeneye where yeah. they zap a city let and, and destroy something out all to the you computers. Real quick. Hang on. Let me point something out to you real quick. Globally, Facebook goes out, and nobody has access to Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, any of those. Oh, Imagine one week with none of that. Yeah, one, that'll just be one more week of the CJ Morgan show not having any views on its TikTok. <laughs> like nothing's gonna change for us. Cool. <laughs> Actually, we might start getting more uh, listeners if people aren't on. Hey, social radio media. still works. <laughs> yeah. The C.J. Morgan Show. Learning brand new things daily, including manners, responsibility, accountability, how to file taxes, how to behave in public, how to apologize. 101X.